hello listener and welcome back to the podcast with your agony aunt Anna. This is a space where we put a positive spin on all things shit. You can share anything with your agony aunt and I will try and get you to look at it from the lighter side of life because this is a bloody pandemic and if we don't laugh we will all cry. If you have a tragic story or feeling sorry for yourself then this is a safe place for you. You can follow me on Instagram at your.agonyaunt for updates and to get involved. I have to be honest, I'm absolutely cacking it. I had just seen an Instagram post, which means it's a legit reliable news source, saying that Mark Zuckerberg thinks will teleport to work through VR instead of commuting. That is terrifying. And I'm actually more scared because it, it makes sense and it could really work for everyone that you know wants a bit of human contact or interacting with people but wants to stay safe at home and that scares me so much more. Like I'm not prepared for the matrix. I have not seen those glasses for sale for years. But it's not all bad. This week I discovered something triumphant, something that has been illogical about the world for years, decades even. I am so glad that it has now been corrected to fit in the world that we live in. So, Supernoodle have finally changed the instant noodle shape to circular. Like, I'm buzzing. This is barely a victory to brag about, but if you think about it, they used to have the like the rectangle shapes, and yet if you think about it, all our appliances we eat from are circular plates pots, bowls, bowls, the very things that you would eat like a noodle soup from are round. And I've had years of frustrating, like trying to not snap the noodles, but shove this rectangular stupid shape in this bowl and pop it in the microwave and they have to come back and turn it. They have adjusted them to a circular shape so it just pops right in there nice and easy. How they didn't think of it to start with is beyond me. I should actually have a disclaimer on here. Um, I don't know if this is true for all super noodle products because while I'm like super healthy and like conscious of like what I put into my body, so I got the low calorie version. I assume the less healthy ones have also had this rollout. It is an essential adjustment to life as we know it. And of course it snowed. Literally, I could not have been more excited. Excited, I can't even get my words right. I'm so, I'm just like giddy. I hope it brought you all a lot of joy and you're not one of those grumpy buggers that's like, oh, and it just makes everything so much more difficult and like hard and you can't like get out on the roads and like travel. Well, you can't bloody go anywhere now anyway. So cheer the fuck up, love. Mum and I full on coordinated when we would go outside, where we could go, where we were allowed to like step. And we were like, okay, it's gonna snow again tomorrow. So I think we should leave the snow untouched. And then that way we'll get an added layer. And then we wait until the third day before we were allowed to go outside. Now, obviously both me and mum really stuck to these rules, but if one of us had broken them, all hell would have broken loose in this household. I can tell you that right now. 
we were like discussing tactics on how we should collect the snow, reminding each other to like stay hydrated. We came in for a protein energy bar at one point because we were like exhausted from these big snowballs that we were like trying to do for the snowman. We just love it and it's lasted for so much longer and it actually snowed again yesterday and I like almost wept with just happiness. We have not had this much snow in such a long time, so I'm really, really appreciating it. I like to think that it was nature's little thanks to us all for like traveling less and reducing pollution over the past year. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure it would be related. So if you don't care about future regenerations or the rainforest or the polar bears, then just think the more environmentally conscious you are, the more snow days you can have. So yeah, pretty sure we've now got everyone on board. But of course the snow does have its downfalls, mainly because Britain just panics and does not know what to do with it. Granted, we do not have it very often, but when we do, it's like we've never ever seen it before. People are like, oh my God, what is going on? How do we cope? Alarms going off, shut everything down. It's like it's an unknown substance and we just don't know what needs to be done or how to deal with it. And everyone's just like, oh, we'll have to leave it for today. No, can't do it. Snowing, snowing. No, it's ice. No, can't do it. I saw on the news that a mass vaccine centre in Tunbridge was not opening the day it was supposed to. They were delaying it because of all the snow. And you hear this and you think, oh, that's such a shame. They can't get vaccinated. It must be dangerous. They're doing the right thing. But then I looked at the picture in the article and it just kind of looked a bit like frosted, like a little glow of white. And they shut the whole thing down because of dangerous conditions. I'm not saying that it's not potentially dangerous, I'm just saying like we should be able to handle a little bit of snow by now. I think the way Britain handles snow is quite similar to how we handled COVID-19. Breaking news, people are like bolt buying in the shops, getting everything they can, everyone's staying at home and they're like, don't go outside, it's dangerous out there, stay at home. It's literally like the snowflake, it's just like the virus molecule and they're probably actually quite similarly structured. I do love the way Brits handle things, it's just fantastic. I'm sure you can all remember the famous moment when you first heard this name being spoken about. You remember where you were, who you were talking to, what you were doing. The moment in history where this person stole our hearts. It is of course Jackie Weaver. If you've not checked out this Zoom call, you have to. Pop the kettle on, get yourself a biscuit, get settled in and watch the best entertainment clip there is. Honestly, I can't even play it for you. You have to watch it. The flicking between each person that talks during it is iconic. And I just love the British public's way of approaching this. Just everything out there was like backing Jackie Weaver. And I think I even like just saw people that were editing it, dubbing it, doing mixes of it, and it's just fantastic. We just latch onto it and run with it. The way the British public handles situations is so hard to describe, and I think that other countries couldn't necessarily predict it, but we all can. We're just like classic Brits. We are so proud and loving of this culture. 
the British humour just goes mad for stuff like this and I don't even know how to explain it and um, I you know went down memory lane and I had a bit of fun googling like different things we left it in the public's hands to name a boat and we went for Boaty McBoatface <laughs> and then when Boris Johnson won and he had to acknowledge like the other people behind him and there was like a guy with like a bucket on his head and there was like Elmo and they were like official candidates I honestly don't even know The Cooking Show. I've not seen it, and I guarantee so many people have not actually seen The Cooking Show, but you all know exactly what I'm talking about if I say, Meek for Wave. <laughs> honestly, it just cracks me up so much. And I was like, how do I explain this in a podcast when actually it's just like British humour is just this thing? And then, you'll never guess, okay, I actually was like Googling it and somehow I've stumbled upon a paper from University of London. The title of the paper is The Cultural Currency of a Good Sense of Humour, British Comedy and New Forms of Distinction. <laughs> and the first line of the abstract is traditionally considered lowbrow art par excellence. British comedy has grown steadily in legitimacy. <laughs> I literally can't believe there's a paper looking into the development of our good sense of humour, of like the classic way that we handle things. And I was like, lowbrow art par excellence. That is a sentence with too much compact intelligence for me to process. So I was like, okay, take it word by word, lowbrow. Bit harsh, but we'll take it. Art. I don't know if comedy's an art form, but then again, I definitely prefer to listen to a comedy show than look at a painting. And then par excellence, and it's in italics, and I was like, oh, is this fancy? So I googled it, and it said better or more than all other things of the same kind. So there's a paper that basically says our really distasteful lowbrow comedy is just better than any other type of comedy. It just made me so happy that this was out there and someone actually spent time writing this. There's like diagrams and everything. It's got this big diagram and it's obviously got statistics of different comedians and they're like dotted around. B Hill, McIntyre, Lee, Little Britain, <laughs> Beep Show. And that's just it. Like all these different little things. It's Vegas. But I digress. I think that one of the best things to come from social media is this British humour and memes and tweets and all of that stuff because it just means we can just enjoy it with each other from wherever we are instantly and you see the trends and it's fantastic. I think that social media can have a really negative effect on you. Your happiness is like relative to what you see. So if you're seeing all these celebrities or a place you'd love to be and all of this, you start to like really, really adjust your perspective on life. And it can be really tough. But I would never ever delete social media because then I wouldn't get memes. I don't want to see fit filtered babes being like, this is how I draw on my abs and shake my booty, making me feel bad. For my suntan marks, where my belly rolls are, like, nah, I stay for the cynical, brutal British humour that brings us all together. One of my favourites is Love of Huns. Shout out to them, they are total Huns. 
They combine like famous British entertainment moments and our blunt sense of humour gets me like laugh out loud cackling. So if you have any recommendations, just send me over videos, memes all day long. Oh, I'll just love it. I'll be like cackling away. Okay, it is time to read from my uni journal. God, I wish it was like, oh, this is my journal from when I was like 13. So like it is a bit cringe, but like, lol, I was just a kid. Nah, I was not. I knew exactly what I was doing and just embraced the cringe. Tuesday, the 11th of April. So it's been a while, mainly because I've done fuck all with my life. Well, that's a lie. Just nothing good. Pure stress and moaning. The only way I know how to live my life. So in the past two months, some things that should be noted, brackets, learnt from. And then I've got quite a few bullet points, so I'll just whiz through them. Got a free subway on Valentine's Day. Got smashed in the woody and tried to get a bumble over for cuddles and said he could climb in my window. Chris flashed my tits to a whole club. Best ever away bus, brackets, I rocked it. Had worst night ever at ball, got banned from varsity, had to leave a guy's house because he had a nightmare. God, I wish that I'd written a bit more detail about these. They're so funny. I actually don't even remember going to the woody and trying to get that guy over. I do love cuddles, so this sounds legit. And yeah, Chris, I actually, Chris isn't like an unusual name or like a unique name, but I wanted to use it. Um, I wanted to name this person after Chris Pratt because this guy is such a bloody prat. So we're on a night out and it's me with all the guys. Classic. And he just thinks it'd be funny to like pull my top up. And I go like white in the face. I'm like shocked at what's just happened. The guys we're with kind of like look and they don't know what to do because what, what are they gonna, gonna comfort me? Like, I honestly was just like shocked. They were just like, oh, this is awkward. And I think I just ran to the loo and then probably came back and was like, Chris, I need to talk to you. That was so unfair. And he was probably like, shut up. Um, away buses. Oh, I used to love away buses. So I played hockey at uni and yeah, away buses were very, very fun. You know, I wasn't very good at hockey, so we weren't as serious or intense as some of the other teams, but we still got involved with the drinking and the challenging each other to do terrible stuff. And then um, I mentioned a bit about a ball and varsity, and I don't even want to get into that. People were very naughty, and I didn't know, and I was, you know, partly responsible. And I got punished for it, and I just really was so upset that I wasn't able to go to varsity when it was in Cardiff. Yeah, massively wanted to throw myself a pity party there. Out of all that crap, the only remotely funny thing I can joke about is the worst cuddle night ever. So settle in, it's story time. And I'm gonna leave it there. Ooh, first cliffhanger of the podcast. It is a long, detailed good story so come back next week to hear how the worst night of cuddles went if you're having a bit of a crappy time or something rubbish is going on in your life get in touch by emailing youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com 
and I will put a positive spin on the shit that's going on in your life right now or from the past that you're still having shame nightmares about. Next week, I have a cheeky little announcement to make. I am so excited to tell you, but I'm also kind of freaking out that I'm just going to completely mess it up. It's going to be a big old flop. So I'm going to wait to share it next week until I've got a few more things in place, but cogs are moving in the background. God, I'm really building the suspense for next week now, aren't I? Please do share with all your friends and family. I would love to build our little community and, well, I mean, it's kind of like a virtual support bubble as well for like everything poop going on right now. So yeah, just share the love. And if you want to rate the podcast, let me know what you think of it and subscribe. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your agony aunt and I look forward to sharing more with you next time. Honestly, absolutely so excited. (laughs)